Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. So unity, have you ever heard someone preach a sermon on unity? And usually when we hear that, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, there must be disunity, right? Like somebody's out of line, right? Um, Think about it. When a politician puts it in their speech about being unified, why do they do that? Because we're probably separated in every area that we can think of. Um, And so I wanted to look at it maybe from a little bit different perspective today. Listen to Paul in, in Ephesus 4. Turn with me if you brought your Bibles to Ephesus 4. Ephesians. Did I say Ephesus? Ephesus 4. It's going to Ephesus. Who giggled at back there? Was that you, Dorothy? Listen to her. Ephesians chapter 4. There we go. There we go. Verse 1. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body, one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Lord, this is your word today, and it's alive and active. And may it change the hearts of us today because of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So it said in there, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with what? Peace. Now, to be clear about what I'm talking about today, we're talking about unity and not uniformity. Those are two very different things. Because we seek a oneness in the spirit and mind, but that doesn't always equal the sameness, does it? Unity is more willing to accept differences, Right? You can be united and still have differences where uniformity wants to eliminate differences. You know, one thing when I went to Orlando, it was such a beautiful conference to be in midst of so many different denominations. And you have to understand, as a female pastor, sometimes that's a little nerve-wracking. Because I don't always know where I'm accepted or not accepted when we start gathering with other denominations. But it became very clear, very fast that we were there in unity. It wasn't about uniformity. That we all were there to focus on Jesus Christ and carrying that message into the world. And we all understood there was some differences about how each of us maybe worshipped, you know, when, when these ladies began to stand up in front of me during one of the services and they were screaming, preach it! And I was like, we don't do that in the Nazarene church. Like, it was scary almost. But the more I watched, I thought, man, I want to get that fired up about Jesus too. You began to see the differences, but it was the unity that we were all together. And let's be honest though, Uniformity is easier because it's merely power and control, right? That's what the Pharisees were all about. They just wanted you to follow the law and keep it simple, right? But unity requires a change of heart. 
a transformation of our mind, an allowance of loving our enemies, so to speak. You know, throughout history, I think we can see the pursuit of unity. But what if, think about this today, what if unity is not what we're supposed to pursue? What? Isn't that what Jesus would want for us to be unified? Yep. But don't get me wrong. Jesus valued unity, right? In fact, in his prayer in John 17, he said, I have given them the glory you gave me. So they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. So Jesus valued unity. He knew that the unity of the church, the big C church, is going to be what drew people in to want to know God through Jesus Christ. It's when we start fighting that people don't want anything to do with us, right? But when we come together in unity, now I can lead you through other scriptures that would show you more about unity, and it's a great thing. But it doesn't happen naturally, some of those scriptures will show you. It takes effort for us sometimes to be unified. And actually, unity is a byproduct of other pursuits, Like, have you ever determined uh, maybe to give up a food? We just came through Lent. So maybe you determined to give up something. And what happens? You know, maybe you decide to to start a diet and and you're going to eat healthy. But what happens as soon as you say that out loud? Whatever you wanted to give up shows up on your desk. Right, Kathy? Poor Kathy didn't know I gave up chocolate for Lent. And I walk in and find chocolate on my desk. I was like, are you kidding? And and I even shared with you guys, I failed. I ate it before I remembered I gave up chocolate, didn't I? But I'm telling you, these are the bomb. And Kathy, I have found them now. I have found them. And who would like to try some, what is it technically called? Caramel cold brew. Caramel cold brew M&Ms. You live with me. I have a whole bag at home. Caramel cold brew, anybody? Anybody? Fight over it, boys. Oh, Bo had the long arms. Now, this is not as great as the coffee nut, just so we're clear on that. If I got you hung up on the coffee nut, I apologize. They don't make them anymore. But I'm telling you, these things are pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. But, but what happens is as soon as we say we're not going to do something, we're not going to eat a certain food, it's everywhere right? Like if you made a declaration, I'm going to, you know, go on a diet and lo and behold, pastor started putting donuts out on Sunday morning, right? Blew that diet, didn't I? Sorry about that. And, and, you know, it's just, it's what happens. And so it's the same for when we say we want to pursue unity. If I told you that what we were trying to do is pursue unity in the big C church, we would automatically start looking at how we differ, Correct? We began to think of how, you know, them Nazarenes, they got that female pastor, right? Like that's, I'm sorry, I'm the big (laughs) bold one, right? But that's okay. That's okay to be different. But the thing is, we're not supposed to be pursuing unity. Unity becomes a byproduct of what we should be pursuing. 
I'm going to show you three things that we should be pursuing. First of all, and this sounds like a really no-brainer, I know, but I'm going to say it out loud anyway. We should be pursuing Jesus Christ. That should be the focus. That is the mission. A couple of Sundays ago, remember, we talked about that, that mission never changes. And we should be pursuing Jesus Christ no matter what denomination we're in, right? And that seems like a no-brainer, but I believe that the more we pursue Jesus, that it's going to be unifying us, right? Like, the more we pursue Jesus, the more we become like Jesus, because that's what happens, just so you know, Christians, if you didn't understand that, if you're a believer and you don't understand that, the more you pursue Jesus, it means the more you're going to become like Jesus, right? And the more we become like Jesus, the more we become united in Jesus, now, I can stand here and tell you, I get funny looks when I tell people I'm a pastor. And they're like, oh, you're a pastor, are you? But then when we begin to talk and they go, wow, you just don't fit the mold. I don't know what the mold is, but I don't fit it. Because they begin to realize I love Jesus just like they do. And let me tell you, I've had the greatest experience in the last probably three weeks, two weeks, where I've had three different people tell me, you just don't fit the mold of what I thought a female pastor would be. You're approachable. Like, I can talk to you. I can tell you love Jesus. I even had somebody apologize to me for their preconceived thoughts. Why? Because they began to realize we were unified in our love for Jesus Christ. We can be different, right? Like, we can have different thoughts on different things, on how we do things. But as long as we're all pursuing Jesus, it unifies us. Now, it doesn't erase the differences. I'm going to keep saying that. In other words, as believers, guess what? We can be different generations. I'm looking across this room from the littlest. Oh, Harmony Gill. I've got a TikTok for a picture they need to do with that child. With a, mm, She's so cute. It was with a little, uh, what was it, a cow? Yeah, a little calf. And I was like, oh, if they don't do this with Harmony Gale. Mm. From the littlest in the room, and I'm not even going to ask who the oldest is. We won't go there. The, the, you're not old. You're mature, right? You're mature. That's what we are. I, I got I to learn these words because I'm getting closer to that, aren't I? I am. I am. Hanging on to the 40s all the way to November, but then we'll see. So we have different generations in this room. We have different tax brackets in this room. Oh, who, who got your taxes done on time? Yeah. Who, who, who come away depressed? Who ate at McDonald's after? Who ate at the steakhouse after? There you go. Yeah, ours was McDonald's. No. <laughs> ours, ours is going to be tuna fish for the rest of the year. <laughs> we got different tax brackets. That's okay. We've got different political parties in this room. Don't talk politics. And, and, and maybe we got people that even like the Aggies in this room or the Sooners. <laughs> but I love them anyway. We'll convert them someday, right? But as long as we are pursuing Jesus, that's what brings us together in unity. We're not here because we're all Arkansas fans. We still love the three that ain't in this room. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me, Raymond. 
But see, we become more unified. Think about this. When, when you have a struggle or an issue in life, don't we normally go to the people we feel more unity with as a believer? Right? Because it unifies us. It unifies. Like in, in, a, in a situation maybe that I need prayer, I don't stop to go, well, what denomination are you before you pray for me? No, I just know you believe in Jesus Christ. Can you pray with me? Right? Because when we pursue Jesus, it creates unity. Second thing, we pursue Jesus. And again, I said, the more you get to know Jesus, the more you should become like Jesus. So the second thing is we should be pursuing service service. When we serve together, we become more unified. We each have a a different gift. You know, the Bible, several scriptures talk about um, the gifts that we have, but we each have things that we're good at. And I want to see more of you using it for the church, right? Because as we serve, we have the same mission to go make Christ-like disciples in all the nations. Now, as you listen to our leaders today, I hope you were able to see that we have many areas in this church you can serve and help in. You know, whether it's from an adult side of things, you know, Diane talked about uh, Sunday school. um, And and technically, yes, we have one Sunday school class, but Sunday school covers more than Sunday morning. That's why we changed the name to NDI, right? Nazarene Discipleship International, I think is what the I stands for. Um, Because it covers our Wednesday night stuff. So our kids' classes, our teens' classes, our adult class on Wednesday night, that's part of it, right? And we need more teachers. That's one of the issues we have. We need more teachers. You know, Jackie talked about uh, the teaching on Sunday mornings back there in children's church. How many of you got maybe four-ish teachers with you right now? And the more that we can get lined up, the easier it is because then your teachers get breaks for a longer period of time. And I know she's fixing to redo the list, I think. I think today is the last Sunday for Shelly and then they have to redo the list. So if you're interested, see her. Because when we serve together, it unifies us. You know, when VBS comes up and it's all hands on deck, then it unifies us. As we serve together, we learn to appreciate one another because you have different abilities than I do. So pursuing service, it creates unity. Third thing, we must pursue virtue. Colossians 3, if you've got your Bibles, turn there. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Since God chose you to be holy people he loves... You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Ooh. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. You know, our church statement is simple. Love God, love people. Jesus combined all the commandments in those two things, to love God, love people. But I feel like we need a little extra tag on there, maybe a little byline that says, loving people like God loves me. You see, sometimes we forget that part, don't we? We forget to show that kindness and patience. Did you catch all those words in there? When I read through that list of virtues, did you feel like it described you? Or did it hurt (laughs) and think, oh, that 
That one stung. This list reminds me of the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians, remember? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay, you had to be a quizzer to know that and a teen back in the day to know how to sing that song, right? And the thing is, when we look at a list like Galatians or Colossians, we look at that and go, man, I'm not very good at that. Like, mm, I need to work on that patience thing and, you know, loving people that offend me. Because, see, the world tells us it's okay to fight back. That's not what Jesus wants us to do, right? And you say, well, I'm not, I'm not really there yet. Good, because it ain't about you. See, when you read through the fruit of the, not BJ, it's not the fruit of Alex or the fruit of Diane, is it? It's not by us. It's by the fruit of the Spirit. It's when the Holy Spirit is living in you that these virtues begin to come through you. And when those virtues, so you're, you're, you're pursuing Jesus, you're becoming more like him, so you're serving like Jesus, and now you have virtue, you are beginning to live like Jesus. And that creates unity within the local church, within the bigger church, within the denominations who believe in Jesus Christ. Pursuing virtue creates unity. Now, some translations say um, in that verse 14 that love binds them all together with perfect unity. But the word for unity can also be used as harmony. And I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Because we do think of unity sometimes and just we struggle with it a little bit. So I like the idea of harmony. Because if you know anything about music and about harmony in music... Now, I used to struggle with this. When we used to do choir stuff with the teens... Every single year, they would tell us at extravaganza, oh, your kids sounded good, but you need harmony in there. But nobody could ever explain to me what harmony was. And I wasn't real good at music kind of stuff. So, you know, we was like, whatever, we're going to keep doing what we do. And we just (laughs) never won anything with our choirs, right? And then it took when my kids finally got into music, they, they began to explain to me what harmony was. And you're singing the same thing with different notes, right? So then you've got, you know, somebody who is maybe a soprano, you got somebody who's a bass, you, you've got the different notes that are creating harmony together. Is that a pretty good, simple, I'm looking at my music people, pretty easy, simplified. So church, when we are in unity, it means that we are all singing the same song. We have the same mission. To go and make Christ-like disciples in all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to follow the commands that I, Jesus, have taught you. All right? So we are singing the same song. That's what unity is about. But the vision can look different. You heard the different areas today share with you. And it can look different. Kids and teens, they love water slip and slides. Adults, not so much. Miss Dorothy, you want to go down a water slip and slide? No. We thought we was going to put Dorothy in bubble wrap last year to get her through the year without one more surgery, right? So, so the vision looks a little different. Us adults... We want to go fishing, we want to grill hamburgers, we want to go out to the restaurant, we want to go to a conference. Teens, they just want to get wild and crazy. Amen. They get a little scary, 
right? And kids, good luck with that one, right? Just round them up, keep them, you know, on Wednesday night, my motto is just count heads, make sure we return kids to their parents alive and well. That's, That's the main goal I go for. We just like to have fun with them, but but we're sharing Jesus with them on their level. Right now, Shelly's back there sharing things about Jesus in a way that kids can understand. Because let me tell you, if you don't put it on their level the right way, it's not good. I've shared that story with you before of me telling a, a kindergartner the gospel. And the problem was I had a group of kids that went from kindergarten to sixth grade together. That doesn't work because the thought processes are not the same. And when I got through explaining who Jesus was and he loves us and he wants to save us and and the kindergartner broke into tears like I want my mama tears. And I was trying to console this little kid and all the kid said to me is, I don't want to die. I was like, oh, baby, none of us do, you know, but when we do die, we're going to be with Jesus. And I don't want to die, so I don't want to be with Jesus. And I traumatized this poor kid. I don't know who they were, if they're still in church today. Like, you want to talk about church trauma, right? The vision can look different. How we approach it, how we share it looks different. We heard that today in all these reports. But as long as we're pursuing Jesus we're pursuing service, and we're pursuing virtue, then we are all united in Jesus Christ. Inside this church and outside of this church with other believers. Stand with me this morning, church family. But that first pursuit is the one I'm concerned with this morning. Are you pursuing Jesus Christ? wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, because that's what will change your life. Not church attendance, not all these things that we do get to do in our programs and things, but it's your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ that will change everything. And when I say change everything, I'm not talking about maybe your circumstances. I'm talking about your heart, how you handle it how you get through the day. I I thank you, Pam Cartwright. I think you shook us several weeks ago when you just asked that one simple question, how do people do it without Jesus? I don't know. I don't know because I can't. I can't do it without Jesus. The problem is we have a world out there, they don't know they're doing it without Jesus. They don't know that there is a peace that passes all understanding. They don't know when they're grieving a loss of a loved one that when we have the certainty of knowing that they know Christ and that we will see them again someday, what hope that brings us, what peace that brings us. As we celebrate at Ben Hoyle this week, that was the joy of that whole service, of knowing he's in heaven and Willa is laying him straight right now. We know that. And as I sat with that family, uh, it was clear there was some differences. But we all love Jesus, and it unified us. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that long before we were looking, you were chasing us down. I thank you, Lord, that in this room right now, I know so many of the stories of how you have led people uh, through some hard things. 
And I know that they had believers around them, unified with them, praying for them. And that's what it's all about. Got somebody in here today, maybe they want to make that statement for the first time. I want to pursue Jesus. I've tried everything else in this world and it hasn't worked. I've tried all the self-help. I've watched all the videos. I've, I've tried everything the world tells me should make life good and I'm still feeling empty. Then today it's Jesus. You've got a hole in your heart the size of Jesus. Because we have a father who created us in his image. And this world is trying to tell us every other image. But it's Jesus we need. Because Jesus told us, you can't get to the Father except through me. Pursue him. Pursue him wholeheartedly. Father, we thank you that you are so patient with us. As I look through that list of virtues, I have fell short on a lot of that, Lord. I I let stress get to me. I, I let frustration overcome me. And I'm sorry. Forgive me for those times where my temper flies. Because I want to be more like you, Jesus. And even unto death on that cross, you were loving people and making a way into the kingdom. Father, I thank you for so many that serve in this church as we heard them today as we are voting on who will be our next board. I just pray over everyone here that is on that ballot today because father we can differ in how we see things and lord that makes a good board when we do have different opinions but our unity has always been the same to share the message of jesus christ with as many people in this community as we can and to love them and to serve them so guide us in that as we vote today father i just pray over this congregation now May your Holy Spirit settle upon them. May it give them peace today. As they leave this place, may people know we've been in your presence. And because we've been blessed, we'll bless others. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, church family, if you've not voted, stop by and see Sandy. Men, go have a good day with Thomas. Woohoo! Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.